0: We build on foundations we did not lay. We warm ourselves at fires we did not light. We sit in the shade of trees we did not plant. We drink from wells we did not dig. Each of us is blessed with gifts from those who were here before us and have gifts to pass on to others in our turn. And so we gather on this autumn Sunday morning when the clocks have just turned back an hour. I'm putting that bit in for anyone who's still confused about what time it is. And it's all just starting to feel a bit autumnal, isn't it? Leaves are busy falling from the trees. It's a bit chillier at night. There's a little sogginess underfoot, that the sun is shining this morning. And we know that light will start to feel in short supply... ...here in the Northern Hemisphere. So, all the more reason for us to gather together... ...and to lighten the world by our presence here with one another. Reminding ourselves that we're not in this strange thing called life... ...on our own. That we walk life's path in good company with others sharing experiences, supporting others and being supported in our turn. So whatever you have brought with you here today, your troubles, your bubbling enthusiasms, your questions and your doubts, your certainties, your worries, your possibilities, let it all be here now with us. And who knows what new perspectives may emerge as we spend time together in song and silence with stories and ideas to spark off our own. So let's take a moment to gather ourselves here now, taking a conscious breath of acceptance. And as we come to accept the arrival of autumn, may we also find some acceptance for life as it is. In today's order of service, you will notice that we have two opportunities to get more involved. We'll invite people, as we often do, to light a candle of joy and concern after our first hymn. And then later on, you're invited to light a candle and to name someone you love who is no longer with you. Two ways to bring more light into this room and into our lives. (coughs) May this simple flame, a flame that will be lit in thousands of Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist communities this day the world over... May its flame help us to remember the fellowship we share and our common commitment to causes of justice and liberty the world over.
1: This is the story of a whale that gives thanks. Now, if you'd seen the front page of the San Francisco Chronicle newspaper on Thursday, December the 14th, of December 2005, you'd have read about a female humpback whale becoming tangled in a spider's web of crab traps Fishing lines and nets. She was weighted down by a heavy weight of traps that caused her to struggle to stay afloat. She also had hundreds of yards of fishing net, ropes wrapped around her body, her tail, her torso, and a line tugging in her mouth. A fishing man spotted her just east of the Fräulein Islands beyond the Golden Gate and radioed in an environmental group for help. Within a few hours, The rescue team arrived and quickly realised that the whale was in such a bad state that the only way to save her was to dive in and entangle her. A very dangerous proposition. One slap of the whale's tail could kill a rescuer. They worked gently for hours with curved knives and eventually they freed her. Once she was freed, the divers say that she swam in what seemed like joyous circles. She came back to each and every diver one at a time and nudged them. Pushed him around gently and she thanked them. Some said it was the most incredible, beautiful experience of their lives. The diver who cut the rope out of her mouth says her eye was following her the whole time and he will never feel quite the same after such an amazing experience. May you and those you love be so blessed and fortunate to be surrounded by people who will help you get untangled from the things that are binding you and may you always know the joy of giving and receiving gratitude.
0: And that story of a a whale giving thanks leads us um, into our time of prayer and reflection. I'm starting with some words by Kenneth Patton, which is almost more of a poem. He was a really highly regarded humanist Unitarian minister. And he asked, well, who can make an accounting of gratitude? For the universe we give thanks, fragment of the stars that is our home. For life we give thanks, the sun's warmth nourishing all. For growth we give thanks, for sisters and brothers all, for all sources that enrich us. For ages past and for eternity within which our days are lived, we give thanks. So I invite you now to join in this time of prayer and reflection, calling on the God of our hearts and our understanding, connecting with our highest selves to guide us to that which really matters. Let's take time to give thanks for life that holds us here, for love that brings us cheer, and the depths that bid us explore for woodland paths and sea-kissed shore. In a brief moment of shared stillness now, I invite each of us to give thanks silently for something in our own lives and in the life of this world. Where we know that there is pain and suffering, let us send our thoughts and prayers this day and be open to the possibilities of following those prayers with practical support wherever we can. And let's experience the connection that love brings us. Perhaps bringing to mind now those we feel love and connection with. Let's feel the specialness that love can bring. And may this be so for the greater good of (laughs) all.
2: Amen. Gratitude. In Sam Keane's book, Hymns to an Unknown God, he quotes a wonderful story by Ray Bradbury that illustrates the connection between gratitude and generosity. Bradbury reports a conversation in an Irish pub with an old Irish man. The old man says, It's an awesome responsibility when the world runs to hand you things. For instance, sunsets. Everything pink and gold, looking like those melons they ship up from Spain. Now that's a gift, ain't it? Well, who do you, th- who do you thank for sunsets? Yeah, don't be dragging the Lord into the bar now. Any remarks to him are too quiet. I mean someone to grab and slap their backs and say, thanks for the fine early light this morn boyo, or much obliged for the look of them damn wee flowers by the road this day and the grass lying about in the wind. Those are gifts too. Who'll deny it? What befalls chaps like us, I ask, who coin up all their gratitude for a lifetime and spend none of it, misers that we be? One day, don't we crack down the beam and show the dry rot? But for the lack of humbly thanking someone, somewhere, somehow, you're getting round in the shoulder and short in the breath. Act, man, before you're the walking dead! And Sam Keane explains, expands this recommendation from an Irish man in the pub. He suggests that we make a ritual of pausing frequently to appreciate and be thankful Bless the food that nourishes you. Bless whoever loves you in any way. Bless the gifts and talents that call you to create. Bless old friends. Bless little children and ancient parents. Notice that the more you become a connoisseur of gratitude, the less you are a victim of resentment, depression and despair. Gratitude will act as an elixir that will gradually dissolve the hard shell of your ego, your need to possess and control and transform you into a generous being. A sense of gratitude produces true spiritual alchemy, makes us magnanimous, large-souled.
0: Just a few words now about gratitude, and it's nothing you don't know already. We know that gratitude is a feeling of being thankful in life. It's a readiness to show appreciation, to express our thanks in some way. And it's nothing that we don't know already, and yet isn't it something that we need reminding of from time to time? Um, This week that I've had of reading and thinking about gratitude, it's made a difference to my week, so I'm hoping this might trigger off something useful for you, too. Um, I mean, it's not surprising it's made a difference to my week, because the very process of having grateful thoughts, of thinking and saying thank you, it has an effect on us psychologically and physiologically. If we were all at this moment to have a thank you-type thought just thinking of something that you feel grateful for. It might be autumn or that you had a nice day yesterday or a good breakfast or living in a safe country or you have something nice to do later on. If we hold that feeling of gratitude for around 30 seconds or so, And if I could wire you all up now, all sorts of interesting things would be seen to be happening when we feel thankful. In your brains at this moment, all kinds of neural pathways are lighting up. They're sparking, connecting. And if we start a practice of feeling grateful, and practice that a few times every day... A brain scan would show you an increase of activity in various parts of our brains, including the amygdala area, the centre for emotional responses. And when gratitude is practised regularly, those areas of the brain stay more switched on. So it's not surprising that gratitude practices are said to help with feelings of depression. People who feel gratitude are also more likely to act generously towards others. Gratitude seems to set off a virtuous cycle of behavior, which has a positive effect on our relationships. And having this gratitude orientation towards life means we're more likely to appreciate what is, and we're less likely to take things for granted. We tend to notice more and appreciate more, especially perhaps the little things. I mean, isn't that one of the pleasures of being out in the natural world? There's lots of little things to notice out there. Gardeners will tell us just how much there is to appreciate when you get down to the earth level itself. It activates our senses. We feel more alive, more present to the moment that is. But Henri Nguyen takes it to another level when he writes that to be grateful for the good things that happens in our life happen in our lives is easy but to be grateful for all of our lives the good as well as the bad the moments of joy as well as the moments of sorrow the successes as well as the failures the rewards as well as the rejections that requires hard spiritual work writes Nuen. he was a Dutch-born Catholic priest and he worked with people who had tough lives and he helped people to work through their difficulties by finding quite small things to be grateful for. This path is almost dem- also demonstrated by Stephen Levine, who I know some of you um, appreciate his work. He's worked extensively with death and dying over the decades, and it's his quote that we've chosen for the front of the Order of Service today, when he writes that, of gratitude as the highest form of acceptance... Like patience, it is one of the catalytic agents, one of the alchemist's secrets for turning dross to gold, hell to heaven, death to life. So writes Stephen Levine. Our gratitude can be a companion to us in times of loss, a reminder that the very experience of loss is, of course, an indicator of the depth of our love and that our connection that we felt and experienced But don't let's imagine for one moment that this kind of spiritual practice is easy or even possible. There are times in life when we are not going to be able to access a feeling of gratitude. There are times when our pain, (coughs) when our suffering, when our problems, our disappointments, they are just too strong sometimes and they need to be attended to and accepted. When you're in one of those difficult times in life, and I imagine most of us have been in such a time, or maybe you're even experiencing it at the moment, in those difficult times, are you like me? Do you really become hyper-aware of the people who can just sit with you in your pain? And then the other people who feel that need to cheer you up. It's the ones who can just be with me in all my distress, that I feel most grateful for in life's difficult moments. And strangely, when someone accepts me just as I am, my feelings seem more able to move and flow. So there's a spiritual practice for us all, acceptance of what is, being real and true to the present moment, whatever it holds. And another of gratitude spiritual messages is that we are not isolated independent beings but part of something greater than ourselves we need one another and we need this planet on which we live without them we're nothing as children are taught to say thank you when they receive a gift or a kindly act well we need to heighten our awareness of the the very reciprocity the interrelatedness of all that is And that extends from the simple level, that door being opened to us, a cup of tea being made, to the profound gift of life itself, the miracle of our breath and our senses. And so for each of you, and for this place, and for this day, I really am truly grateful. Thank you. Thank you for being here, and thank you for being you. Amen. If thank you were your only prayer, it would suffice, says Meister Eckhart. So in this week ahead, let us practice this gracious art of gratitude. Let us notice the small things and give thanks for them. The falling leaf, a gentle breeze, a kindly face, a tasty meal. Let's tell people that they matter to us and not hold back accepting what is yet knowing when our actions might help to make a difference let us strive to make the most of what we have in the present moment the only time there is amen, amen. well and blessed be